This is Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. From the corporate office to the cab of a truck, they're here to inspire and empower women in all professions. So gear down, sit back, and enjoy. Welcome to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy DeCaro. We're a show that works to inspire and empower women in every profession and lifestyle, including the office, trucking, the trades, and even motherhood. We power women on the road to success. We tackle all kinds of topics and we work to encourage women to be their very best with informative guests and women who've been champions. I'm Shelley. And I'm Kathy. No topic is taboo on our rig. We tackle the tough topics along with the not-so-tough topics. And we like to feature experts and celebrities who can assist women in being the very best they can be. We've all been there, ladies. You go to the cosmetic counter or look online and are motivated to buy some cream or goop that promises to take care of that awful acne or prevent wrinkles. The skincare market is a huge industry that's projected to grow to over $186 billion by 2028. The biggest portion of that growth is in the United States, and it's fueled by purchases in all age groups that even include Gensennial shoppers ages 18 to 24. The biggest target market? Women. The problem is many of these products don't work and aren't needed. Shocking, right? Consumers are being duped into buying that miracle elixir or youth potion. With us today is a consumer advocate and dermatologist, Dr. Fane Fry, who owns FryFace.com. She's on a mission to educate people. She's the author of The Skincare Hoax, How You're Being Tricked into Buying Lotions, Potions, and Wrinkle Cream. Kathy and I wanted to know more, so we invited Dr. Fry on the show. Welcome, Dr. Fry. Thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for the gracious invite. Welcome, yeah. welcome, welcome. This is such a great topic. It really oh, is. Boy, oh, boy, do I got questions. <laughs> oh, me too. I mean, I, I've been one of those women who've been duped. It's <laughs> oh, yeah, I think we all have. Come on. Like, I'm 54. I mean, you know, I'm looking. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking prior to to, to this inter- to, to getting online that, that both of us are putting collagen in our protein shakes. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Dr. Fry, you really have some eye-opening information on your website. And I want to thank you for educating consumers. I'm sure there are going to be some women who are disappointed because they really want to believe that product they bought and spent a lot of money for is going to keep their skin perfect and flawless forever. What got you started in this direction? Oh, great question. So I've been a chemistry geek probably since I can remember, and I fell in love with dermatology. And the two collided when a skincare cosmetic company started coming into my office as I'm a practicing uh, dermatologist. And this one, one re- this one representative came into my office and she says to me, Dr. Fry, we have a new product. And she hands me this little tube and it has hand cream written on it. Now, I was already familiar with this manufacturer's body lotion and their body lotion that was marketed for babies. And those two products had the same ingredient listing. Now, I should tell you that the ingredient listing, which is that list of ingredients that nobody can pronounce, that's the most important information on any skincare product, right? Mm -hmm. But consumers don't understand triethanolamine and isopropyl myristate and propylene glycol. So the consumer doesn't understand what's in those, those products. 
So she hands me this hand cream and I look at the ingredient listing and lo and behold, I looked at her. I looked back at the ingredient listing. I looked back at her to which she responded, yes, I know, Dr. Fry, it's the same product as the other two. And I, and it just bells and whistles went off. I'm like, this is the same product in three different, on three different areas of the, of the skincare aisle. And I was okay with that for market share sake, if it was all being sold for the same price, but it turned out the hand cream was being sold for 40% more. And I thought this is just wrong because I tell my patients who have hand eczema, go get a hand cream. And I would not be happy if they buy this hand cream when they could have bought the body lotion, which is the same skincare ingredient listing, the same product basically for 40% more. So I knew I had to delve further into that. And that was actually the incident that made me decide I've got to delve into this situation. And that was about 15, 20 years ago. Well, bravo for you doing that. You know, wow. it, the price, like you were saying, one was 40% more. It brings to mind the show Rules of Engagement with a comedy show. And one of the husbands, the guy that's always trying to, you know, save money and stuff, he finds this really small jar of something his wife bought that's some sort of cream. He's like, $80? What's in here? $80? You know, he was, he was having <laughs> yeah. a fit. But it is ridiculous, the prices. And they do, they aim, I think, a lot at women. I mean, if you look at any of the advertising, uh, it's all about got to fix this, got to fix that. I mean, why would space aliens even want to come to the Earth? If they looked at the advertising for all the products, they must assume that women must just look horrible without these products or they must smell really bad. You know, I mean, there's always a problem that they have to fix, right? Oh, well, absolutely. That's marketing. Marketing is powerful. And, and you know, here's another concept that consumers don't understand. So they don't understand the ingredient listing. So it's a blind item. Yeah. Um, you know, the skincare industry is a good industry. It, it makes products that are good for you. I mean, we need moisturizers. Uh, we need sunscreens. Cleansers are helpful. Mm -hmm. We need these products. Um, I'm not saying we don't. But cosmetics in this country, a cosmetic is an article that intends to adorn so if you take lipstick or blush or something that makes you look better temporarily, uh, a moisturizer as the skin is hydrated and, you know, you take a raisin and pump water into it, you get a grape. Is that anti-wrinkle? Mm, no. Okay. It's a temporary, perhaps a temporary improvement. And yeah. that's what a lot of these anti-aging, anti-wrinkle creams are. They're good moisturizers. And I know right. this because I test mm. them in my office. I have a machine that actually can test water content of skin. So I test all these kinds of products so I know it works. But getting back to a cosmetic, a cosmetic adorns. If you make a product in this country and you intend for that product to really change the structure or function of your skin in any way, or you claim to change the structure or function of any organ, in this case, we're talking about the skin in any way, that product by law is called a drug. And if it's a drug, it has to go through the FDA and get pre-market approval before it hits the shelves. That means it has to prove safety. It has to prove efficacy. It just can't go onto the skincare aisles. All the products that we're duped with, the anti-aging creams, anti-wrinkle creams, age-defying creams, even the eye creams and the night creams and the day creams and the hand creams and the body lotion, these by definition are cosmetics. They're not designed nor are they intending to really change the structure or function of your skin, which is why you will hear, you will hear marketing terminology that is compliant for a cosmetic. So you will hear decreases the appearance 
of fine lines and wrinkles, right? It's changing the look or adorning. Mm -hmm. You won't hear gets rid of your wrinkles. That's a drug claim because if it gets rid of the wrinkle, by law, that's changing the structure or function of something. That's a drug. So when you look as a mindful consumer, remember, my goal is to educate. I want my consumers to be so mindful. They're dangerous consumers. I want them to question all this marketing because remember, you don't understand what's in those bottles. So the skincare companies advocate for their shareholders. They use marketing to get you to buy. You said it, all those demanding, you know, they create demand that makes us want to buy. Oh, so sure. these, these are cosmetics. And that's another com- That's another um, idea that, that consumers have to understand. These products are not designed to change your skin permanently. But some of the ingredients in these products can actually cause issues. I got real savvy to this when I was in my 20s because I've been prone to acne and isopropyl myristate, which is used in a lot of products, mm-hmm. I read somewhere is also in liquid wrench. <laughs> and yeah. it, it can act. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, it causes acne, or at least it can. So I got very myopic about this. It's like I can I have to read all of the ingredients on stuff. You know, and then you look at all of these things, like you said, it doesn't mean anything to the average consumer. What the heck is all of this stuff that they put in the cosmetics and the creams and and the goop we buy? Yeah, Shelly, you're a very educated, uh, you're a savvy consumer because most people don't know uh, ingredients, yet alone that isopropyl myristate, certainly in high concentrations, there is evidence to show it causes acne. But if you have acne, if you have an inflammatory skin condition, if anybody does, you should see a you should see a, a dermatologist because it's it's potentially scarring, it's emotionally scarring, it's physically scarring, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I'm educating people about cosmetics. Um these are these are over-the-counter products that uh, again are intending to adorn. So if you have a medical condition, seek medical attention first and foremost. Um, but about your question about ingredients, now here's a concept that you know you single out isopropyl myristate. Um, doctors who study uh, chemicals and and poisons are called toxicologists. And if you would survey large numbers of them, I could almost guarantee you, if you ask them the most um, harmful chemical on the planet, the overwhelming majority of them would probably tell you it's a substance called botulism toxin. And botulism toxin, if I inject 3,000 units into an individual, they will die of botulism. Yet, Three million injections in this country were done last year with that very same botulism toxin to get rid of wrinkles. My point being, it's not the ingredient that's the problem. It's the amount of the ingredient that's the problem. So you could single out any ingredient, but there are there's a dose at which any ingredient, even botulism toxin, a very, very toxic uh, substance, there's a dose by which it is not harmful and in many ways might even be helpful. So we can look at acetaminophen. That's also known as Tylenol. You can take one 500 milligram strength Tylenol and it will knock out your headache. If you take 20 500 milligram tablets, it can knock out your liver and you can die within two weeks of liver failure. So again, it's not the chemical. It's the amount of the chemical. And I tell you this because to be a mindful consumer, you're going to see don't use this ingredient or this ingredient. The truth is in in tiny doses, many of those potentially harmful ingredients are beneficial the way they're being used. The benefits of using them in tiny doses outweighs the risk of using them in tiny doses. That's not to say if you overdose in them, they're harmful. 
Uh, but that is true with any chemical, including water. We need water. You yeah. drink six liters of water within 20 minutes, your brain will swell, you'll die of in a coma. You know, you have a comatose, you'll die. So again, it's not the chemical, it's the amount of the chemical. So now you have educated consumers. It's not, there are no such thing as bad ingredients and good ingredients. Okay. There's only appropriate amount of ingredient. And is that ingredient when used in that dose, is it is the advantage of it outweigh the disadvantage of it? And in the skincare industry, for the most part, the skincare industry does a really good job at that. They do a really good job at selling us stuff. That um, they do. <laughs> but how, <laughs> yeah. how do we know that the product that we're buying is actually going to do anything for us or if we're just paying way too much money and we'd just be better off with Vaseline or Crisco? <laughs> well, you know, you make a good point. You don't, you don't, you don't know. The consumer doesn't know. That's why, you know, it's a blind item. That's why I started fryface.com. So I have a database of products. I have a machine called a corneometer in my office and we measure water content of skin at baseline. Meaning I asked the, the, the patient um, to use nothing on their skin for several days and they come in and we measure the water content. And then we give them two products, one to use on their left forearm and one to use on their right forearm twice a day. And they come back a week later and we remeasure the water content of their skin. So I'm trying to find products that work. I want to know moisturizers that are really doing the job. And that database is on the website. That's how Fryface got started. Then acne patients showed up and we started tagging ingredients like isopropyl myristate that we thought might cause acne. And on the site, you can identify as acne prone. And when you do that, all the products that have certain ingredients in them are withdrawn for you. Because to answer your question, it's not realistic to expect consumers to understand the level of chemistry they need to understand to understand those ingredient listings. No, and they can actually aggravate a condition or maybe cause one that they didn't know that they had by buying the wrong product. Yes, you can be allergic to one, which is why we say if you get a new product, just put a little bit behind your ear for a few days or a small bound on your forearm. Test the product first. But do keep in mind, you know, we recommend at Fryface. Um, products that are sold by nationally and internationally known brands for a reason. It, not that they're perfect companies and that all their products are wonderful, but they have the resources to make the most consistent products of the testing that is done. And they do do some testing. It's probably the most um, arduous testing that is done because they have the budgets to do it. It costs money to do these tests. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's exactly why I recommend products from these nationally and internationally known brands. Aside from the fact that they're safe and effective, they're affordable. They're the best bang for the buck. And I will tell you something, after decades of testing skincare products, I will tell you this with great certainty. There is no correlation between what you pay for a product and how well it works as a moisturizer. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors. Coming up. Dean Michael, the tax doctor here. I have one question for you. Do you want to stop worrying about the IRS? If the answer is yes, then look no further. I've been around for years. I've helped countless people across the country, and my success rate speaks for itself. So now you know where to find good, honest help with your tax problems. What are you waiting for? If you owe more than $10,000 to the IRS or haven't filed in years, call me now at 888-557-4020 or go to MyTaxHelpMD.com for a free consultation and get your life back. Industry movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry. Our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. 
Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of. And join us on social media. Learn more at truckingmovesamerica.com. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you're enjoying this informative episode of Women Road Warriors, I wanted to mention Kathy and I explore all kinds of topics that will power you on the road to success. We feature a lot of expert interviews. Plus, we feature celebrities and women who've been trailblazers. Please check out our podcast at womenroadwarriors.com and click on our episodes page. We're also available wherever you listen to podcasts on all the major podcast channels like Spotify, Apple, YouTube, Amazon Music, Audible, you name it. Check us out and bookmark our podcast. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn, YouTube, and other sites. And tell others about us. We want to help as many women as possible. We're talking skincare products and how to get educated as consumers. As a practicing dermatologist, Dr. Fane Fry first had her eyes opened when cosmetic companies came into her office, and she looked at some of the ingredients. With a background in chemistry, she was shocked to learn the inflationary pricing for the same ingredient, depending on how it was used. That was nearly 20 years ago, and she became a consumer advocate. Dr. Fry says the majority of people don't understand the ingredient listings on most products. It's important to know that cosmetics that claim to make us look better don't do anything to structurally change the skin. Most of the anti-aging products temporarily improve a condition despite the claims on the label. The fact is, a product marketed as a cosmetic that claims to change the structure of the skin must be classified as a drug. That's the law. If it's not, then it's unlikely the product does anything but provide a temporary fix. Dr. Fry recommends we educate ourselves and choose products that are sold by nationally known brands because they have the most arduous testing. They're also safe and affordable. Don't let the price tag fool you either. There's no correlation between what you pay for a product and how well it works. You know, Dr. Fry, it really is amazing how much some of these products can cost. And if you're kind of a skincare junkie, you can really rack up a bill by buying some of these products. Oh, they're selling for, you know, an ounce is like a shot glass. Well, the old age shot glass is an ounce. And you can buy products here in New York for five, six hundred dollars an ounce. Oh, yeah. That's four, five, six thousand dollars a pound. Shelly, Kathy, in your in life existence, can you think of any perishable you would even consider spending five, six, seven thousand dollars a pound on, yet alone a cosmetic? Nope. Oh, no. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Get alone a cosmetic. That's not nope, designed nope, to change nope. <laughs> That's right. And this is cosmetics, as I said, that's not designed to change any structure or function of your skin. These are cosmetics. But you know, the more expensive the product, the prettier the container it's in. Well, if you like the product and it looks pretty on your vanity and you can afford it and you want to spend $500 an ounce, go ahead. You have every right to do that. But that doesn't mean it's going to benefit your face. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> right. We can talk about some of these products. Like talk about the night cream. Now, the whole yeah, concept yeah. of night cream is very funny. Think about it. Most night creams are a little thicker, right? No one wants to put a, a thick product on their face in the morning and then make up over mm -hmm. it. So many night creams are a little thicker. Um, night creams don't have sunscreen filters in them, right? Why would you want to put on a sunscreen filter at night? You're about to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. But aside from that, the ingredients in night creams are the same as the ingredients in day cream. 
So does this make any sense? You, you, you produce a product in Seoul, Korea, you fly it over the Pacific, it lands here in New York 12 hours later. Do you think that's throwing off those ingredients? I was wondering about that. <laughs> right? All right. I, when I'm you're really, a trucker. I've been thinking about that. <laughs> yeah. When you're a trucker and you work the night shift, do you need a day cream? Uh, no. <laughs> the um, whole concept of a night cream is kind of funny. It is, there's no, you don't really need a night cream. It's just another uh, way to, again, to, to, to sell another type of moisturizer. And so yeah. I tell you, same with an eye cream. Do you really need an eye cream? Women think so. Those those ingredients are identical. Matter of fact, there's a particular manufacturer whose facial moisturizer and eye cream skincare listing is identical. The price point is different. And if you of can't put a product a high on your cheek, you certainly shouldn't be putting it near your eye, right? So again, <laughs> yeah. it, yeah. makes, it makes no sense. It makes no sense to me. Oh, yeah. A lot of these things, don't get it in your eyes. You will have to flush your eyes out. You know, <laughs> it's like, uh, okay. And, and then they talk about different things, you know, the, the catchphrases, the, the, whatever's popular, beta and alpha hydroxies. Those are supposed to be great. It's supposed to help with anti-aging and sloughing the dead skin and all of that. Does that stuff work? Okay. So the most important information on a skincare product is the ingredient listing, right? Mm -hmm. You don't understand the ingredient listing. So we have the front panel. Now on that front panel is lots of marketing and mm -hmm. lots of buzzwords. Oh, yeah. And we'll use all kinds of buzzwords. You know, my most favorite buzzword, the most effective buzzword on a, on a, on a front label. What's that? You know what it is. Come on. You know what it is. Mm. Mm. Guess. Anti-aging. Anti -aging. You got it. Okay. Anti-aging, age-defying, anti-wrinkle. Yep. Those are buzzwords. Oh, yeah. Right? We don't even know what causes aging. The, guy, the, the scientists over American Federation for Aging Research, there's seven, eight, nine theories on aging. Scientists don't even know what causes aging, but the skincare cosmetic industry has it all figured out. They know what causes aging. <laughs> right? They're solve it with their cosmetics, right? <laughs> it's a buzzword. Oh. And there's lots of buzzwords on the front. We have hypoallergenic and non-comedogenic. We have dermatologist tested. You ever see that one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Well, they tested it, but did it perform well? That's right. We don't have the results. We don't have the results. <laughs> yeah. Number two, who is this dermatologist? I never met yeah. him. <laughs> right? Who is this dermatologist? Is it one dermatologist? Is it five dermatologists? Did they and test did it, they it on one on, person? Yeah. Right? That's what ten I was going to say. Did they test it on one or 10 or 100 right. or 1,000? Exactly. Yeah. It might even be the dermatologist who's selling the product. Who tested it on himself. Uh, yeah. You don't know. Okay, another buzzword, right? So there's no federal yeah. standard or guidelines for any of these words. And like I said, we pick pro we pick ingredients. You mentioned hyaluronic acid. It's a great mm -hmm. molecule. It's a huge molecule. It's so big, it can't pass through the skin. It would be like getting a Mack truck through your front door. It's not <laughs> happening. <laughs> but it's a yeah. good humectant. It's a good yeah. ingredient in product because it holds on to water. But it's very expensive. And you could do the same job with an ingredient called glycerin. I can buy a vial of glycerin for $2. That same vial is going to cost me $200 if it's hyaluronic acid. But because hyaluronic acid is a natural constituent of the skin, and it is, mm -hmm. it seems appealing to want to put it on your skin. But remember, it's not penetrating. It's like that pink fiberglass that's in the walls of your home that does a really nice job at insulating your house. Yeah. Go buy that stuff and stick it on your roof. You think it's going to do anything? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, that's what your hyaluronic acid is doing on sitting on your skin. 
Again, I don't mind that it's a constituent of your skin, but that doesn't mean it's an effective component of the product. And it doesn't mean it's going to do anything to anti-wrinkle your skin. Okay. So these are the kinds of buzzwords and the kinds of misunderstandings because the ingredient listing is not understood by the consumer. And they keep mm-hmm. coming out with new stuff. Oh, yeah. You, you mean know, new buzzwords or new uh, ingredient du jour? New, I call new ingredients. Yeah. It's kind of like a, a buffet. You know, just take your pick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's big today will be gone tomorrow. Now, snail mucin is very popular. I don't know if you've heard that. No. What's that? Snail mucin? It sounds nasty. Oh, this is the next. What? You know, the new, yeah, it's coming. Ingredient du jour. How about nightingale poop? That was a big one for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, nightingale poop. Yeah, you can't make this stuff up. You know, oh my, you've heard of charcoal, right? Charcoal was in there for a while. Products yeah. were black. That was interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, CBD oil was a big one for a while. That's kind of yeah. fading away. Um, they just, you know, you the retinols come and go. Niacinamide, yeah. uh, vitamin C, mm. vitamin E, coenzyme Q. Yeah. You've heard them all. Oh yeah. Them, yeah. Why do women go from product to product to product to product? They don't spend $10 an ass. They go to 20. When that doesn't work, they go to 50. I I will tell you this. If there was an anti-aging product on the market that really worked, I would use it, as would most of my colleagues. And there isn't one that all dermatologists and anti-aging plastic surgeons are using. There just isn't because it doesn't exist. That's going to disappoint a lot of people because they want to look like a lot of people would love to look like Hollywood stars. You know, and they don't realize that a lot of the pictures are airbrushed and all of that. But, they, you know, there's this search, especially with social media. I think people are being even more conditioned to look perfect, you know? No, you're right. The impact, again, that social media has on, uh, on you know, the looks. When you mention it, you know, you see these supermodels. They have teams of people with lighting and makeup. And even that supermodel doesn't look like that supermodel when they're in real life. And and that's mm-hmm. the truth. Um, yep. and, and why is it that our... our culture's definition of beauty is tall, thin, and young. I mean, I don't mean to offend anyone, but youth is not an accomplishment. I'm just saying. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Trucking Moves America Forward, or TMAF, is building a positive image of trucking by telling the story of the hardworking drivers and industry professionals who support the industry. And you can be a part of it. Learn more about TMAF and how you can join and be a part of the industry movement working to build a strong image of trucking by visiting TMAF's website at truckingmovesamerica.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our latest channel, TikTok. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. Cosmetic skincare products can go for hundreds of dollars an ounce. That's thousands per pound. According to Dr. Fane Fry, age-defying products are not designed to change the structure of our skin, in spite of the fact that labels tout anti-aging or age-defying. There are no federal standards for these buzzwords, catchphrases, and trendy terms on product front labels, but it gets women motivated to open their wallets. You'll never hear that the product eliminates wrinkles. It'll say it minimizes them. You need to research the ingredients, which are difficult to understand. Dr. Fry is on a mission to educate consumers on skincare products. She's the author of The Skincare Hoax, How You're Being Tricked into Buying Lotions, Potions, and Wrinkle Cream. 
She says there's not an anti-aging product out there that all dermatologists and anti-aging specialists use because it doesn't exist. Her website is fryface.com, which is a great resource to find out what's good and what's not. You know, Dr. Fry, in our previous segment, you made a good point. We really are emphasizing anti-aging and youth way too much. Especially in North America, you really see all of that. And it's, let's face it, it's sexist and it's ageist. Yeah, it is. It is. You you are absolutely right. And I love the industry. And I love the fact that women want to look good. I think there's very nice. It's very nice to take pride in how you look. I think it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very nice to enjoy the creativity of hair and makeup and nails. And it's fun. I get all that. But too many women are facing the mirror and not facing the world. And it's a it's a matter yeah. of the. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's really the the big picture. I had a patient come in and she was complaining she had no time during the day. And she was all made up. And I said, how long does it take you to put your face on every day? She said, 55 minutes. Ooh. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I just found the woman 50 minutes because she didn't need 55. And she's complaining she doesn't have enough money. Of course, the product she uses is about $300 an ounce. She goes through that at least once a month. I just found her a lot of money. So again, it's a matter of degree and being realistic. Yeah, that's yeah, sure. And I I think that women too, when they they can't find the product that works, they they go to something more expensive and more expensive. Uh, They're so caught up in this desire to be perfect. Yeah, it's an illusion. It's a trap. Yeah, is a trap. Yet the industry does make products we need. And I'll single out sunscreen. Now, sunscreen in this country is regulated like a drug. It it claims to prevent skin cancer. It's making a drug claim. Um, And and it does have to get tested for efficacy and safety. So uh, and I would tell any woman over the age of 40, if you want to know the impact of sun on your skin, stand in front of the mirror undressed in your privacy of your bathroom and go look at the skin on unexposed surfaces compared to exposed surfaces. You will see a huge difference. And that skin is the same age. It is really just the amount of exposure that you've had to the sunlight. And so if you want to single out, you want to use the word anti-aging, although I hate the term, but if you want to use it, let's use it with sunscreen. It is by far the best anti-aging product on the market, bar none. And you are your own best experiment by just looking at your skin, you know, uh, undressed in in the mirror. You'll see the impact that ultraviolet light has had on on all of us. Yeah. I have been a sunscreen advocate for years. Of course, I'm a redhead. And I know what it feels like to have a nasty sunburn when I was a kid. And just I put on sunscreen every single day. I don't like the way some of them are. Some of them are greasy. And I've really had to look. But that was a question that I had. Do you recommend chemical versus the mineral sunscreens? Because I know that there's a lot of talk on some of the chemicals aren't so good for our skin or our bodies, along with like the ocean. Well, I always say the best sunscreen is the one you'll use. In all honesty, there's a lot of information about sunscreen chemicals. As people know, I'll briefly tell you, sunscreens come in two flavors, right? They come in the the chemical sunscreens, which are all the sunscreen filters except for two. The two are titanium dioxide and zinc oxide. Those are more inert chemical filters. So you're much less likely to become allergic to those. Mm-hmm. You know, children, um, people with sensitive skin might want to tend to use mineral sunscreens. Um, the All the other sunscreens, we call them chemical sunscreens, but don't kid yourself. The minerals are also, you know, those are also chemicals. Water is a chemical. Everything's a chemical, but we we call them non-mineral or chemical sunscreens. Um when they're tested independently, they actually perform better than the mineral sunscreens. They're better sunscreens, number one. Yeah. And number two, um, 
they don't leave a white cast. The titanium and zinc tend to leave a white cast. People aren't very comfortable with that aesthetic um, property of them. And so that's me. I don't like to look white. So I have that white cast on my face. So I use the um, the chemical sunscreens um, and, and they're fine. In my opinion, the benefit of using any sunscreen, chemical or non-chemical sunscreen in small amounts, which means your face and the back of your hands, because everything else should be pretty much covered, certainly outweighs the disadvantages of using those products. And so that's why I say the, the idea isn't to put sunscreen on a full body and go lie out in the sun. That's not that's not sun, being sun smart. Sunscreen is part of a is a, of a skin you know a comprehensive um, sun protection program, which includes uh, seeking shade, wearing wide brimmed hats, trying to wear long sleeves, a, lo- a loose fitted long sleeve blouse, if you will, over your bathing suit. Yeah. Um, minimize the amount of skin that is exposed to ultraviolet light. And then you don't need so much sunscreen. That's true. Uh, and, and, and if you do that, uh, in my opinion, based on all the science I've read, the advantages of wearing sunscreen in limited amounts outweighs the risk of wearing that sunscreen. And so again, the best sunscreen is the one you'll use. So I like a stick. Some people like a spray. Some people like a lotion. It doesn't matter as mm-hmm. long as you put it on liberally. And if you put it on liberally, you'll get the SPF. That's written on the label. A lot of people say to me, do I need a higher number? Well, yeah, if you're not going to put it on liberally, because if you don't, you're not getting the SPF that's on the label. So you say, I'm going to wear SPF 30 and you put it on sparingly, you're not getting it 30 SPF. You, you're getting a lot less. So again, if you put it on liberally, uh, 30 or higher is adequate. Find one you like and wear it every day, even in January, mm-hmm. uh, on face and back of your hands. Uh, you'll thank yourself 20 years from now. You know, I've been... I've, I've been teased because, well, mostly by guys uh, when I wear the sunscreen. It's like, well, Shelly, you're so fair and, and we, we can't get you out in the sun and we're going to you know, it's going to smell like somebody's um, cooking bacon. It's like, no, no, I wear a hat. I wear sunscreen, all of the above. I have for years. Like I said, I don't like sunburns. I know that I burn. Mm-hmm. And I've been kind of chronic <laughs> about what the sun can do to the skin. So. But then, you know, that on, I just go out and enjoy myself. My my 83 year old friend, she's uh, never, ever exposes herself to the sun and she wears the long clothes and the hats and all that. And she just had a big uh, chunk of her arm removed from skin cancer, even though she's never exposed to the sun. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's just, I, and here's me who's, you know, who's not super conscious about sunscreen. Maybe I should be obviously, cause I live in LA by the beach, <laughs> but yeah. So, I mean, I, is it like any type of cancer? It's, you don't know who, who it gets it, who it attacks, regardless of what you do. I mean, you can have the people who are super, super healthy, conscious and, you know, never smoke a day in their life and they still die of lung cancer. So so, so is my friend, right? 83 years old, never exposed to the sun ever. And she has skin cancer. Well, how does that happen? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, anybody who's outdoors is yeah. exposed to the sun. She right. may not lie out in the sun, but the sunshine doesn't care if you're on a chaise lounge in LA or whether you're walking to CVS. It doesn't matter. It's going to beat down on your face. Yeah. And, yeah. and genetics plays a role. You make, you know, you make a good point. Your genetic uh, predisposition is an issue. How many intermittent, you know, sunburns you had is an uh-huh. issue. Yeah. Redheads, you redheads have a have a tough. I mean, you have an increased risk of skin cancers of all types, and um, you have to be you have to be really diligent. But um, 
I think the benefit of wearing sunscreen every day, you know, dentists have done a great job of teaching us to brush our teeth. We get up in the morning and we don't go through this exercise. Like, what am I going to eat today? Do I need to brush my teeth? Or You just brush your teeth, right? You yep. just get up and you brush your teeth. Mm-hmm. That's what sunscreen needs to be like. You don't have to look out the window and assess the weather and what you do. You got to just put your sunscreen on every day because sunscreen, you know, ultraviolet light goes through clouds. Um, it might be cloudy in the morning and then at one o'clock the sun comes out and I can guarantee you life gets in the way. You're not running to the little girl's room or little boy's room to put your sunscreen on. It just life gets in the way. So I get up in the morning. I, I, I do my exercise. I shower up. I, I, I put my sunscreen on every morning. It's just what I do. I keep it by my toothbrush. I never forget. Yep. And that's really what that's, you know, it's one less decision you have to make. And I encourage people to do that. That's what I do. Yeah. It's just something I put on. Do I like doing it? No, it'd be great to just take a pill. <laughs> and, and your skin has a nice barrier, you know? <laughs> and frankly, you know, I remember as a, as a little girl wanting to wear makeup. I remember I was in ballet at the age of three and it was so cool. Mom put, you know, blush and lipstick on me. And I, I just couldn't wait to be doing that all the time. And now it's like, what a pain. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's funny. You know, guys get up, they comb their hair, they brush their teeth, they put on their clothes, they go, yeah, I look great. And they walk out the door. You know, women do a lot more to feel like they have to, or at least they feel like they have to, just to look pretty and and feel good about themselves. Yeah, it's cultural, though. I mean, my mother never said to me, you better use that vitamin C serum or you're going to be nothing. I mean, she just never said that to me. And I have daughters. I've never said that to them. I, again, you teach your children to to be kind and 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 to mm-hmm. take care of their health and accomplishments matter. And none of those things comes in a jar or a tube or a syringe. And, and uh, you know, culturally around us, Forbes, Forbes experts say we see between four and 10,000 messages a day uh, reminding us the, 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 you know, cultural definition of beauty, tall, thin and and, uh, and young. Um, wow. and so we are brainwashed. I don't know about you, but my mother never told me I had to do those things. Where did it come from? Advertisers, mm-hmm. celebrities, mm-hmm. ads yeah. again, all because we don't understand that ingredient listing. So we have no choice, but to follow ads, media and media is great. Don't get me wrong. I've had more media attention than I probably deserve. I'm grateful, but media wants sensationalism, right? They want ad dollars and ratings. So they'll take a they'll take a, a headline which is not even true, or they'll ask a question with like a, based on what they say is true. Why are parabens bad for women? I saw a headline that said that. Well, who says parabens are bad for women? They're in blueberries for for God's sakes. Well, maybe too many parabens are bad for women, but parabens aren't bad for women. It's a great preservative. So the company, you know, the, the population now doesn't want parabens. So the companies realize this and they want to sell their skincare. So they put these two little words on the front of the label because, right, you don't understand that ingredient listing. So they put paraben free. Yeah. And the consumer's like, oh, great, it's paraben free. Well, the consumer doesn't know this. They don't know that paraben is a great preservative and that every cosmetic that's water based, which is almost 95% of them, it's got water in it. And if you don't put a preservative in that product, within two weeks, you're going to have mold and bacteria. Nobody wants an unsafe product. So the product needs a preservative. They've pulled out the paraben, but nobody asks themselves, well, if there's no paraben in there, what preservative are they using? Are they using phenoxyethanol or one of the formaldehyde releasers or some other non-as-tested, time-true-tested preservative? And so the product may actually not be as safe, but it doesn't matter because they want to sell the product because of their shareholder. 
The consumer yeah. doesn't understand to ask the question. They see paraben free. They, they're happy, but they're not asking, well, what preservative is in there? Because they don't know to do that. Mm-hmm. So this is how the consumer drives the industry. And that's another reason, you know, to educate and to teach to teach um, the consumer, you know, question, 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 question. Um, again, I think a mindful consumer is the goal. Education. Absolutely. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Kathy DeCaro is nothing short of amazing. She not only drives the world's biggest truck as a heavy equipment operator in northern Alberta, Canada, she's an international motivational speaker and the author of Dream Big, an autobiography about overcoming a lifetime of trauma and abuse that led to dreams of success. Kathy inspires people the world over to change their lives and improve their self-worth. Her book will change your life. She's passionate about personal growth and believes anyone can change their circumstances and overcome their obstacles if they believe in themselves. Her life will amaze you and seriously inspire you. Be sure to order a copy of her book, Dream Big, on Amazon.com. Industry movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry. Our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of. And join us on social media. Learn more at truckingmovesamerica.com. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. According to dermatologist and consumer advocate, Dr. Fane Fry, too many women are facing the mirror and not facing the world. We see thousands of images a day with a message that we need to be tall, thin, and young, and we need to buy some product to look better. We need to break that mold. When it comes to skin care, it's a matter of being realistic, and you don't have to break the bank to find a product that works for you or that makes you feel good. There are also products we do need, like sunscreen. As Dr. Fry said, one of the best anti-aging products we can use and we need to make part of our daily routine is sunscreen. Also, it pays to do your homework on what's really in the skincare products you're using. Learn what these ingredients are and what they mean. Dr. Fry's website, fryface.com, will help you do that. Being a mindful consumer is the goal. Now, Dr. Fry, your book, The Skincare Hoax, has a lot of great information. Could you kind of highlight some of the information you cover in that book and where people can get the book? Uh, yeah, sure. So the book is basically an expose on the marketing tactics that get us all to buy. And mm-hmm. it does describe the dose and toxicity issue we discussed here today. It discusses things like cosmetic versus drug. And it goes over a lot of the marketing terms that we see on the front panel, again, because we don't understand the back panel. I also make recommendations on, as to what, but based on science, remember, I don't sell anything. I don't have a product line. I don't work for a skincare company. In full transparency, my website makes a 4% um, affiliate fee from Amazon, as every Amazon affiliate does. And to date, we've just donated it to charity. So I have nothing, I have no financial, um, anything financially invested in what people use. I don't care what they use. 
I just want, again, people to be educated. Um, the book has um, been really well received by consumers. I'm, I'm, I'm humbled and, and love the, the feedback I've gotten from consumers. Uh, I've been grateful that it's uh, on Amazon, it's in Barnes and Noble, Walmart, Target, hopefully wherever books are sold. And um, I'm getting great feedback and it's, it's really humbling and uh, I'm really, really grateful. Well, I would say you're very brave too. I would imagine that you've gotten some pushback with some of this, uh, with people who might like to be selling some of these products, but this is really a great service to consumers. Uh, well, thank you. It's an eye-opener. It's, yeah. it's, but that's the goal. And I'm not telling people what not to use. I'm mm -hmm. telling people what to use. Again, mm -hmm. a mindful consumer is the best consumer out there. And uh, look, the industry makes good products. Um, and But we all know, you know, I'm not even sure I'm telling people things they don't already know. I think women know there's no such thing as an anti-aging cream. I think women know this. Mm -hmm. We don't want to believe it, but I think we know it. I think we also know, and this isn't the sexy answer, and I apologize up front, it's, but I'm going to say it anyway. The skin is an organ, and for it to be optimally healthy, you have to have an optimally healthy body. And again, it's not the quick fix. It's not the syringe. It's not the pill. But to get a healthy body, we know what we need to do. We need good nights of sleep and we need exercise and we need a healthy diet. And I have science to show all those things. I'm mm -hmm. a firm believer, ladies, in laughter. I have no science. I'm just. Oh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I have no science yeah. to show this whatsoever, but I'm a firm believer that a couple good jokes and a little, little levity is really good for the soul. Mm -hmm. um, so I add that one. Uh, and as far as skincare is concerned, honestly, what you need, you need a sunscreen every day on exposed skin, which should be minimized. And if the skin is dry and you'll know it's dry because you'll see the flakes or the scales, um, a moisturizer, a well-formulated moisturizer uh, will work for probably your entire body. And that's the real answer. Um, genetics plays an important role. We mentioned that before. If you won the genetic lottery and great skin, you know, good for you. Um, and if you have healthy skin, um, you know, again, this, these simple steps helps uh, helps the skin stay optimal. Not the sexy answer, but that's the answer. No, but it's the answer people need. And yeah, this is terrific. And your website is fryface.com. So that's F-R-Y-F-A-C-E.com. Correct. And that is uh, got the product selector there. We have a blog to just educate, um, a place to contact us if you have questions. And uh, it's been it's been well received. Um, and uh, again, I'm grateful. It's been a consumers love me. I've have dermatology colleagues who call me up and say, you know, like you said, a little little daring of you. But thanks. Thanks for doing this. Cosmetic chemists, those who understand the ingredient listings and the laws. A lot of them are also uh, full of full of praise, which I've been grateful for. Um, and the bigger companies, look, I recommend their products. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest, you know, the, the Neutrogena and, and Avino, the Johnson and Johnson products, the uh, L'Oreal products, they make some really good products. These are yeah. good companies. These are, it's a wonderful industry. It's just the marketing's gone mad. Oh gosh. Well, you go through the cosmetic aisle. It's like, wow. It's kind of like going through the toothpaste aisle. There's so much yeah. toothpaste out there. <laughs> it's crazy. It's true. Uh-huh. <laughs> And of course, when they do all this advertising, you're paying for all of that in that little package of $80. Yeah, people are worried about all the chemicals. You know, I'll give you a really easy solution. Stop using so many products. Yeah. You know, you're, you'll, have, you'll have less chemical exposure. Mm 
whether it's, if you wonder whether it's healthy or not, don't be exposed to so many things. You know, the average woman applies what 15 products a day between four and 60 ingredients per product. You're exposed probably by nine in the morning to over 500 chemicals. Stop, Stop using so many products. You'll minimize the amount of plastic that's used that's in landfills that people are worried about the ocean. They're not, those little eye, eye cream tubes aren't floating in the oceans. We just, it just don't need all this stuff. Even if they say we do, we really don't. Yep. Yep. So we could just get back to the basics like we were when we were kids. Uh, Open yeah. water? <laughs> yeah, water. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> a little dirt mixed in there, eating yeah, dirt. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that that's funny. You know, it's very funny. I I always wonder why women, why we we do all these things to to uh, try to uh, improve our appearance. And I was talking to a psychologist, and I'm not a psychologist, but uh, she said that she thinks women do it because they think if they're prettier, quote unquote, they'll be happier. And when you look at decades of science between psychology and sociology studies. There is one variable that really can determine a person's happiness. Um, and that variable is has nothing to do with your appearance. Hap, you know, good looking people are not happier than homely looking people. Pardon the pun. I mean, the, you know, the expression. But the one variable that scientists or sociologists and psychologists have determined truly represent, you know, make happy people is the value of their interpersonal relationships, including the relationship they have with themselves. And so instead of spending that 55 minutes on your face and the $400 on that cream, I think it would behoove us to take that 50 minutes a day and make a few phone calls or go to dinner with a friend or build an interpersonal relationship. Take that money from that skincare product because we all live in finite, you know, we all have finite resources and use the time and the energy and the money to improve those interpersonal relationships. And in my opinion, and based on the experts I do speak to in this field, that will increase people's happiness, not the lipstick, not the anti-aging cream. Uh, if anything, just the opposite is true. So that is that is good advice that I received from experts. And I honestly, I, I find it to the, to be a lot of truth in, in, in what they say. Well said. Mm-hmm. Well said, yeah. Mm-hmm. Terrific advice. Everybody should heed that for sure. Yeah. Dr. Fry, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. And your website again is fryface.com. F-R-Y-F-A-C-E. I love all the information you have on there. There's uh, your book that's available. This has been fabulous. This has been fabulous. Thank you. Thank you. You are quite the dynamic duo and you're such easy conversationalist. And it has really been my humble honor to share some of this information with you. Thank you. It's been it's it's so educational. I'm sure every listener out there is going to be benefiting from from what you said. I mean, I yeah. love it. It makes you think from a different perspective. Yep. Eye opener, like I said earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to keep an open mind. Again, we're all yeah. uh, we have preconceived notions from years and years of being uh, brainwashed. For uh, so to keep mm-hmm. an open mind isn't easy, but I think we all know these things, and uh, maybe we just uh, have to be here to remind people. Yeah, and as the old saying goes, buyer beware, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Thank you, Dr. Fry. This has been terrific. You are very welcome. Thank you for having me. And uh, it's really been my honor. We hope you've enjoyed this latest episode. And if you want to hear more episodes of Women Road Warriors or learn more about our show, be sure to check out womenroadwarriors.com. And please follow us on social media. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. 
Women Road Warriors is on all the major podcast channels like Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Audible, YouTube, and others. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you want to be a guest on the show or have a topic or feedback, email us at sjohnson at womenroadwarriors.com. Thank you.